welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Hi, welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. Normally, I introduce myself first, but today I want my wonderful co-host to introduce herself first. So take it away, Rhonda. Hello, everyone. I'm Rhonda Arlt, and I'm a second grade teacher in Kansas. I'm a Platinum Certified Instructor and a Whole Brain Teaching staff member. And I am joined today with my amazing friend, Laura. Laura, would you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. My name is Laura Forehand. I'm also Platinum Certified Whole Brain Teaching Instructor. I teach second grade in Missouri. So we're so grateful that you all are here to join us today. Well, today we are excited to have our executive board member, Stacy Bile, back with us on the podcast. In case our listeners haven't heard, Stacy was on episode eight of our podcast, Let's Talk About Virtual Teaching. And that was such a fun and informative episode, and we want to encourage all of you to go back and listen to it. Today, Stacy is here to discuss another amazing whole brain teaching strategy, the Peace Circle. Welcome back to the podcast, Stacy. Before we jump into the topic of Peace Circle, can you tell us a little bit of your background history? What was the catalyst to you finding whole brain teaching? Sure. Hello. Good to see you, ladies. Um, I am a fourth grade teacher. I am teaching remotely this year. So my background is I've taught kindergarten, fourth grade, and I taught special education for 19 years. So had a well-rounded background. Um, About 10 years ago, I stumbled across Wolverine teaching while I was teaching kindergarten. And I was looking for something to engage my kindergartners when we switched to having them all day. And that was how I found Wolverine teaching. I found Andrea Schindler's videos, like many people on YouTube, and just started picking up a few of the pieces from the videos. And then I eventually got more involved and became an intern. And then I became a certified instructor. And yeah, the journey has just continued. And now I'm an executive board member and presenter. And I love Wolverine teaching. I tell um, teachers, this is my 30th year of teaching. And the only thing I've ever used for more than two or three years in my whole career is whole brain teaching. And I'm going on year 10. So that should speak volumes to those of you who know that in education, we pick things up and put things down pretty often. So if I'm still using it 10 years later, there's something to it. And you've got, I remember some of your kindergarten videos that were posted and how I was so amazed that your kindergartners could do some of the things that they were doing. That was amazing. I know it's actually really funny because I currently have some of my students in fourth grade who are in those videos (laughs) and they don't want to see them. (laughs) They don't want to talk about them. (laughs) But yes, it is actually really fun to see the same kids five years later. And I'm still using whole brain teaching. They knew right away what we were doing. So cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I want to jump right in. So we're here to talk about Peace Circle, and I'm really excited about to talk about this topic. So can you explain to us, like, what, what exactly is Peace Circle? Okay, so Peace Circle is Whole Brain Teaching's tool that is our community builder, our way of building stronger bonds with our kids. Um, yeah, it's really just our tool. We always say Whole Brain Teaching is just a ton of tools. Mm -hmm. That is our community building tool for your classroom. And it's, I think in this day and age of teaching, wow, we just, we really need that in the classroom with everything that's going on. So important. Yes, is. I always say I I have a lot of those game changers in whole brain teaching, but Peace Circle is a game changer in terms of your classroom climate Mm -hmm. with the students. Mm -hmm. There's lots of classroom climate things we can control as teachers, but the the peace circle is what changed the climate within my students. So how does a teacher begin peace circle in their classroom? How do you use this strategy daily? Okay. So first of all, those of you who are ready to start after you've heard this podcast, highly recommend you start whether you're virtual or in person. Um, The best way to get our step-by-step guide is on wholebrainteaching.com. Sometimes people aren't sure where to find it. It's under the character education tab. So if you go to wholebrainteaching.com and go to character ed and you scroll down, you'll find Peace Circle. And we have a step-by-step list that can help you kind of work your way through it. So, but really that it's super easy to start. I think that's why I love it so much is it's super simple. So you just get your kids in a circle. You get a foam dice if you have one, if you don't, you can use a regular dice. You know, it's very easy to modify. You get a cup full of sticks with the kids' names on them and you're pretty much good to go. (laughs) It's very simple to get started. So then once you've got your kids in a circle, and to be honest, when you follow the step-by-step guide, you'll see that I strongly recommend starting simple. I didn't use the sticks. Mm -hmm. I didn't even use the dice at first. I just taught my kids how to give a compliment. And I think Sometimes teachers try to jump in full on with Peace Mm -hmm. Circle. They look at what the end game is and start there. Don't start with the end game. Start with the beginning of the game. So Mm -hmm. especially your youngers, but even my fourth graders last year when we first came out with Peace Circle, teaching them how to deliver a compliment and receive a compliment was Mm -hmm. so challenging, especially, believe it or not, the receiving a compliment was even worse than giving in some ways. So teaching them what is a compliment, what, you know, that type of a thing. Um, and then how to receive a compliment. And then the way we really begin is just with a simple sentence stem, like I feel. And a lot of teachers do things like you see it all over the internet where, you know, they have something on their wall and the kids touch it. You know, how do they feel today? An emotion picture or do they want a high five handshake, whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of teachers are doing that. But the thing about that is that's between the teacher and the student. The beauty of Peace Circle is the students check in with an I feel and the whole class kind of gets to hear where's the student at today? So it's a little bit different than a teacher just checking in. So a simple, I feel, I feel happy. I feel sad. Kids can expand or not expand uh, based on whether they want to. And then um, once you really get your kids learning to sit for that, to listen to each other, to look at the person who's talking, that's when I introduced the rest of Peace Circle, which is more about involving each other. So in other words, they don't just focus on themselves and say, I feel that's where you introduce the rolling of the dice, the picking of a stick for who you're going to compliment. It seems kind of complicated, but if you follow the step-by-step pieces, it is so simple if you take it one step at a time. And I found when I did a um, 
a training on it this summer, I told people, I'm like, you get overwhelmed if I start going through all the steps. And so I often, when I'm telling people about it, I'm like, just do, I feel. And then when you're done with that, start looking at complimenting each other and those types of things. I think otherwise people get worried about the rules. Um, one aspect that I do remind people of is with the sticks, the opportunity for kids to pick a name and that's the person they're going to compliment today or the person they're going to hang out with today. Those pieces are really great. Um, you know, it's just, it's so amazing and it does look different in virtual and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but you know, it's just an opportunity for kids to realize each other. Who are they? Why? Oh, he's sad today. I wonder why he's sad. And I used to tell my kids, if someone checks in and says, I feel sad, but they don't want to share, be sensitive to that. But then you might also want to check in with them. Like, Hey, you said you were sad. What's going on? And I started to hear those conversations within weeks of starting Peace Circle. So yeah, I have a question when I've done the, I feel statements, I, and it might be second graders too. I don't know, but they'll kind of start copying what the other students said. Like if they don't know what to say, then they'll say, oh, I'm happy because I'm here at school today. Is that okay for them to repeat what somebody else has said? Right. And I, I even see that in fourth grade too, is, you know, just getting them to get to their own ownership of it and what mm. they're feeling. Um, sometimes I, I certainly don't do, I feel every day because that got old pretty quick. And one of the ways I got more creativity was to even just say my birthday is in because <laughs> then yeah. they can't copy each other, right? <laughs> okay. Or my favorite ice cream and kind of just take that pressure off. Just especially, um, and when I taught virtual this year, I had kids who didn't know each other, tons of kids who didn't know each other because they came from all different schools. And sharing how they felt was not comfortable at the beginning of the year. They weren't there. And so yeah. I think sometimes it's better to skip the I feel and start with something a little more neutral Good until point. they're more comfortable. I think when they're copying each other, I would let it go, but then I kind of wonder why, like what's going on that that child isn't, and maybe they don't know how they feel, yeah. which is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. The, those are really good points. Something that you said about receiving compliments being more difficult. And I immediately thought of how, even for me as an adult, it's very hard for me to accept a compliment. You know, we immediately go to, oh, no, I'm not, or something. Mm-hmm. So um, when, yeah, so when those compliments are are given, I'm sure at first it may seem like kind of a shock, you know, because maybe they're just not used to even getting them, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I love that aspect of it. Um, whole brain teaching just has so many different strategies, like you said at the beginning of our podcast. So um, what other strategies have you used or could you use in conjunction with Peace Circle? So we've talked about like um, Super Improver Wall on the podcast and, um, you know, dice rolls, things like that. Um, what, what can you use in addition to just the Peace Circle? What other strategies? Oh, absolutely. That's a beauty. That's one of the beauties of whole brain teaching, right? We have so many options and so many tools and you can use them however you want. As we all say, there's no whole brain teaching police. So a few of the ways I have tied my other pieces of whole brain teaching, because I do use super improver. I do use scoreboard. I was using the starry game at the beginning of the year, all those pieces, dice roll. You totally can tie those in. Um, Just a simple example would be the most improved compliment. That person could get a super improver star. That person could get a dice roll for starries. That person could get a dice roll for the whole class. 
you know, with Peace Circle, we talk about a timer and that's very much optional. We put that in the, um, the list. There are days I do a two minute Peace Circle and days I, I go five minutes. Mm-hmm. But when I'm doing a timer, sometimes the kids are a little slow and everybody doesn't get a turn. So sometimes if we get more kids than usual in, they can earn a dice roll or a super improver star for the whole class. Scoreboard to me is a great way to give feedback, especially at the beginning. Um, I use feedback. I use the scoreboard to give feedback on how well they're focusing on the person speaking. So mighty oh yeah, when they're looking at the person speaking. So that's a good time to give feedback with scoreboard. And then as far as the virtual virtue calendar, virtual, sorry, that's my life right now. (laughs) The virtue calendar. um, I loved it because that actually was the greatest way to teach kids to look for ways to compliment each other. Mm. So when we teach kindness and grit and courage and creativity, you can say, Hey, today is Monday. If you're not sure how to compliment your buddy, think about kindness. Think of a time you saw them using kindness or think about a time you saw them being creative instead of, cause you know, we work really hard on not complimenting their shoes. So, but really by tying our virtues to peace circle, Oh, I got so much better compliments. Once I, once I said that, and a lot of the kids were like, Oh yeah, <laughs> it was really just a matter of putting the, that lens on your kids. Like, okay, put on the lens of like, um, creativity. Now look at your buddy. You know, what, what ways have you seen them be creative with their brainies or even art or in music or outside, you know, and honestly, that really changed things, especially when some of the kids are trying to compliment some of our, um, how shall I say, beloved rascals Mm -hmm. or our students that are a little more difficult socially with each other. Um, when you give them those, the goggles of grit or courage and like, you know, I have, I had a student who was always throwing fits, you know, and the kids would say, you used great yesterday in math when it was really hard rather, which was a compliment rather than say, yeah, you threw your pencil during math. No, they, you know, they said, Hey, you did a really good job using grit during math. And you went back to work, even though it was hard. And so I think using the virtues with peace circle is a really great way to help kids understand how to compliment each other. Yeah, so I'm going to throw another question I just thought of to you because I saw this on the Facebook page. Someone had asked, they said that they were having, their, their class was struggling giving those deep compliments. So you've, you've talked a lot about compliments and how we give that during Peace Circle. How do you keep, how do you help your kids learn to give those deep compliments where they're not just saying, oh, I like your pink sweatshirt, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. how do you teach them to give deep compliments? So the number one way we teach it is to do it, Mm -hmm. right? So we have to model it. And I mean, as a teacher, it's so easy, especially if you have a big class, you will start walking around saying, good job, right? Good job. Good job. No, you can't do that. You have to really be specific in the compliments you give them so that they hear it. That helps a ton. Even when I first start Peace Circle, I will give a compliment to the kids because we're not doing compliments yet, but I'll say, I really like how you looked at that person, or I really liked how you use courage. I know that was hard for you to share today or something like that. So the kids start really hearing what it should look like in peace circle. So modeling it is huge. And then giving them context, like I said, using virtues or say, even just say, Hey, when you're outside playing, what's something you appreciated? Or maybe they ate lunch with you or so I do offer a lot of suggestions up front. And at first, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty painful, especially um, with my virtual kids, because they don't interact near as much. So that's been more of a challenge. But with my in-person kids, 
and we started at mid-year, um, they were able to much more quickly shift to giving pretty deep compliments, but it really helps if you tie in the virtues that gives them much more of a context to look for those things. Awesome. Thank you. I hate to go back, but I want to kind of address this in case a teacher is starting out. You had mentioned a timer. Now, I think it might've been a Zoom that we did in the summer. Didn't you say when you first started it, you didn't do a timer at all. So everybody has an opportunity. Absolutely. So, and I specifically put that on our website, like, okay, good. The timer to me is optional. Mm -hmm. Don't the timer. If you're a teacher who's having trouble justifying using this time, I understand why you would use the timer. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I never use the timer anymore. I used it at the beginning when I felt like it was part of the game, but I honestly don't use the timer anymore because I think it's so much better for our kids to all have that opportunity, especially in this climate that we're in. We're in a climate where kids need community more than ever. So yes, you could use the timer and you just do it quickly in a two minute game. And I think that's a really good feature if you're feeling stressed or rushed and, or, you know, you have that class that will talk forever and you'll never (laughs) get out of it. Um, But even if you set it for five minutes, five minutes to build community in your classroom is a worth investment. So, and I really rarely have it go over five without a timer. So I personally, <laughs> don't tell coach, but um, coach, B, I love you. Um, <laughs> but I find that in this climate, our kids need the time. They need to hear compliment. They need the practice of it. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't worth the risk to me to have kids not have those opportunities. So, and my kids actually would say, wait, so-and-so didn't get a compliment wait, so-and-so didn't get a compliment. And it became so much less about the I feel and more about the giving a compliment. And Mm -hmm. once you start hearing that, you're like, am I going to say, sorry, you can't give a compliment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, thank you. I think those are some really good points. And I hope teachers can take that to heart a little bit, especially at the virtual, I think too, because there's not that much communication going on, like in the classroom. It's been a, it's, that's been a challenge. Peace circle and virtual has been a bit of a challenge, but I'm sure. well, as you know, every teacher has a different daily schedule. We also know that a schedule can change from year to year. And I mean, I had a horde schedule last year. I didn't even get to see my kids. They went to a special. So, um, you know, I've read and learned that peace circle is supposed to be played in the morning, but is there some flexibility there? How can an educator work it into a crazy schedule? Yes, I had the exact same schedule you had last year where my kids, the mini, they came in, they took their stuff off and off they went. Um, I didn't love that schedule, but it was what it was. Everybody takes a turn, right? So no, I did it at 10, I want to say 1030, I think. When they came back. Well, they they even came back and then they switched with another class. I mean, it was just a crazy schedule and not a problem. It, I would do it at 315 if I had to. And, okay. you know, there are always days where something happens and you can't mm-hmm. do it, you know, and my kids, if we got to 315 and we hadn't done peace circle, that was a big deal. And in my current situation with virtual, my kids stop me if I try to move on to math without peace circle. <laughs> so, you know, yes, you can totally put it in whenever it definitely does not need to be at the beginning. I think people who are using day friends, I think they get caught up on that. Just don't do day friends then. If your schedule is weird and you can't do it till three o'clock in the afternoon, that's okay. Have the kids choose a person that they're going to keep an eye on the next day or whatever. So, I mean, super flexible. It does not need to be done at the beginning of the day. Okay. I like that idea of the end of the day too, because you think about 
um, sometimes my end of the day is crazy hectic. And so to leave the kids with kind of that compliment before they go home, you know, I mean, that can really change even the ending of your day. So, yeah, I love Absolutely. that. Well, and I mean, it gives the kids all day to get evidence. Right? Oh, true. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. So we've um, been talking a lot about virtual learning since we're in the time of COVID this year. And as teachers, we have had to make lots of accommodations and be very flexible, as you've been talking about, including teaching virtually. So how does Peace Circle work virtually? I know that's how you're teaching now. So how does that work in your virtual classroom? Okay, so I have to, uh, I'm going to be honest, anyone who's heard me before knows I'll play it straight. So Peace Circle was hard, mm-hmm. hard at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So I, as I said, I got kids from three different schools. So they didn't know each other. Where in the previous years, you know, my kids generally know each other. We have multiple sections, but they know each other and have some familiarity. Well, this was a different ballgame. And I had a lot of kids who were reluctant to share. You know, you have your, you have your three or four that'll share anytime you want. But so just getting them to unmute and say, I like pizza was a lot of work. But that was how I started. I started, like I said, um, beginning of the year, just really non-committal, easy things to say, um, my favorite color, whatever. Um, and that's how we started. I did not introduce I feel for a few weeks until the kids were a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. and knew me and felt, I mean, this was such a new territory for them to be sharing because in uh, so last year, the last school year in spring, when we were all remote home, crazy remote home, um, they didn't do a lot of interacting. They were pushed out lessons. They didn't have a lot of live sessions. Mm-hmm. Some of them had no live sessions. So this was new territory for the majority of my kids. So we just did that and everybody took their turn unmuting and it was a good practice for mute and unmute. And of right. course I said, honey, you're still muted about 50 times, um, <laughs> but that's all good. And I had a huge class. I had 36 kids. Oh, wow. So getting through that took forever. So if I had done a two minute timer, it would take me a week just to get, <laughs> to be fair, it did take a chunk of time. Um, once we started doing that, it got a lot better. And then we started expanding on our peace circle. And then I brought in, um, you know, in October, I started teaching the virtues and we started talking about that. And I actually started with, when did you show grit? When did you show? So I show grit, I show, you know, those kinds of things because they still didn't know each other. We were using Google meet and, uh, we didn't have breakouts or anything. So the only time we were together was all 36 of us on the screen at the same time. And so it took a long time and it wasn't until December that my kids were really able to handle a breakout and get to talk to each other and get to know each other. I started letting them have lunchtime together so that they were socializing more because honestly, until they get to know each other, they were real weird about giving compliments. But now finally, January, (laughs) I can say they're getting better at it and it did still, it did still take time and then figuring out who are you going to compliment because doing pee sticks doesn't work so great. And so I, I did try this trick and it did work pretty well. I put, I opened up breakouts and put two kids in each breakout and then they would talk to that person and then come back and just say, and they could even ask them a question and come back and share that just to kind of get them used to, it just, it just looks different. 
but as long as the root of it is communicating, get to know each other and then complimenting, I think that's the key to it. And so that's kind of some tricks I've been trying to just get it going. Um, Last year when I was in person doing Peace Circle and then went remote, that was the one thing my kids wanted to do when we got together on a Google Meet was do Peace Circle. Miss Miss Pyle, I miss Peace Circle. And they even did it with Flipgrid where they would make a video and say something. And then they would look at the person's video before and compliment the video that was before them. And so they did Flipgrid Peace Circle just by, by complimenting the video that came right before theirs. So, I mean, you just get creative and do what you need to do and hope, hope for the best. Yeah. Um, something you mentioned that you started in person last year and then went virtual. Rhonda and I have been virtual all year. So, you know. Face-to-face all year. Pardon? Face-to-face all year. Oh, face-to-face. Yeah, Did I say virtual? I meant face-to-face. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Face-to-face. We've been face-to-face um, all year. And so, you know, we know how Peace Circle works that way. And I love how you've explained how it works in the virtual classroom. Um, what about teachers that maybe started the year virtually this school year and are now looking at going face to face or the other way around? Maybe they started right. face, but for whatever reason, they have to go virtually. Does, does Peace Circle, is that a smooth transition or how do teachers transition from one to the other? It was a little bumpy last year when I switched from face-to-face to virtual, but they got it. They loved it. And the nice part is they already knew how to do it, which mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. Um, my mm-hmm. kids already knew the vision for it. They knew why we did it, you know, and they loved it so much that they were all in. Where when you're going, the opposite was a little more tricky. Now, going from virtual to, to face-to-face, which is something I won't do because my kids are virtual all year, but mm-hmm. I do think it would go okay. I actually think they would love it more if you were virtual, then going face-to-face to do Peace Circle, because you could do a little bit more of the gamey, you know, rolling the dice doesn't work real well with Peace Circle because they don't have a dice. I tried it where they each had their own, but that just, it was like you were waiting for it to, them to find it after it rolled off their desk and under their bed or their little <laughs> sister took it. Or <laughs> So I didn't do the dice roll with virtual. So <laughs> you could bring that back in in-person. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about dice rolling everywhere because it's kind of like that sometimes in the classroom too. Right? (laughs) There's always the dice rolling everywhere problem. Oh yeah. So no, I do think it would work. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it does. And I I appreciate your tie-in because you are virtual all year, but you can give those teachers an added perspective to it too. So that Mm -hmm. really helps us out a lot. So. Well, this podcast has been so inspirational. I mean, character ed with whole brain teaching mm-hmm. is what our kids so desperately need. But before we finish, can you leave us with a story of the impact Peace Circle has had in your classroom, both maybe in person and virtually or one or the other? Sure. Um, so last year when I first started using Peace Circle, I think I started in early, might've been December. It was early January, somewhere in there. So we had been doing it a few weeks and I had a pretty tough class. For one, I only had six girls and I had 21 boys and the boys were very tough, like tough, edgy, you know, definitely not warm and fuzzy kind of people. (laughs) And so, and I loved them. I'm a boy, I'm a total boy mom. So I totally loved it, but it was a little, I was like, oh, I don't know how they're going to like peace circle. We'll see how this goes. Um, And what happened was, 
the weekend, Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter accident. Um, my boys were very sport boys and they came in and they were a mess. And I was like, okay, we're going to just roll with Peace Circle and see how this goes. And so for Peace Circle, I just said, what would you guys like to talk about today for Peace Circle? Because I very often will give my kids a choice. Do we want to do I feel? Do we want to do this weekend? Whatever. And the kids said, um, I want to, we need to do I feel. And so then they talked about it and, and it was really powerful for some of them to be able to just put it out there, like how they felt and how, like, I, it was good for me to realize that some of my kids took it, you know, and kids will sometimes do that. They take the pain of something that might be distant and they make it much more personal. And mm -hmm. it was a really good way for me to see where they were at. And some of my kids who've always been so tough, like were just laying it out and, and it was good for my other kids to see that. And they just rallied around each other though. It was really powerful to see them say, yeah, I feel the same way. And other kids said, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about that, but just hearing about it makes me sad because it reminds me of my grandma or my dog or my gold, you know, how kids are. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a really powerful way to do it. And Peace Circle just created a safe space for a hard conversation. And I think that's something. And then, you know, um, not long after that, uh, there was another incident of a racial incident that had happened in our community. And there again, Peace Circle created a, spa a safe space for that to happen. Just because the kids were used to sharing how they felt and listening without judging and not commenting was just part of what they knew to do. And so that's one thing I love about Peace Circle. And I have used it the exact same way in virtual, uh, the storming of the Capitol, for example. Um, it's very important as teachers that we don't put our opinion and our stuff on a situation. Right. And Peace Circle was so great for just letting the kids say how they felt. And my kids, I think because they're home, they were really aware, much more politically aware than I've had kids in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and I just said, today's your day in Peace Circle. You're just going to say, how are you feeling? and what you experienced yesterday and the kids were great and you know they asked me what did you feel and I said I'm concerned that and I just said I am concerned about you guys I'm concerned about where you're at and how you're feeling and and uh we have a pretty politically diverse class in terms of their families and so the peace circle made it so appropriate and so not divisive it was just everybody got to share so I would honestly say like Peace Circle is a really great way for those safe conversations that as teachers, we know we need to have, mm -hmm. but not bring our own stuff to it. And, and really just, if a parent were to ask, I would just say each kid got to share how they felt without judgment. Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. great. So that's where I'm at right now with Peace Circle. I love it. And it's still <laughs> just an amazing tool, no matter what, what phase of life we're in. <laughs> I like how they actually turned that around and asked you how you we're feeling yeah. about that. I mean, how much that just shows how much empathy Peace Circle can create in your classroom, that they're checking in with you, how you're feeling as well mm -hmm. as a teacher. Um, this has been an amazing conversation um, on our podcast today. Um, one thing I wanted to have you let people know is how they can get in touch with you. So if they're wanting to know more about Peace Circle or anything regarding whole brain teaching in general, how can people um, learn more or find out more about you. Excellent. Okay. Well, a couple ways. First of all, wholebrainteaching.com. If you go to the about us section, you can find my name at the, somewhere on there. <laughs> There's a list of us and you can email me directly from there. Um, Stacy uh, Bile at wholebrainteaching.com. 
you can email me. Um, Facebook, if you have not found our Peace Circle Facebook group, we have a Facebook group for Peace Circle Virtual Learning. I'm very active on that one as well. So check out our Facebook groups if you're on Facebook. And that's probably the best way, Facebook or email through wholebrainteaching.com. So yeah, reach out. I'm happy to help if you have questions. Honestly, sometimes teachers just need a quick, hey, is this going to work? I think sometimes as teachers, when we're trying something new, we feel like we have to do it just right. So if I can give you any advice at all, take the freedom that you have and just play with it and make it work for you. Peace Circle probably looks different in every single classroom Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Awesome. Be sure to check out all of our Facebook pages and Instagram pages for the latest on whole brain teaching. We are thankful to all of you for joining us today. And we thank you, Stacey, for sharing with us all about Peace Circle. It's been truly an amazing time talking about your stories and more information about it. Yeah. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And I hope to see lots of people checking out Peace Circle. It's best thing ever. <laughs> I love it. Um, Yes, please follow and like us also on your favorite podcast app. Um, Please consider sharing these podcasts. Um, I know everything Stacey has shared here today is going to help so many teachers. So please like and share our podcast wherever you can. And we look forward to you joining us in a couple of weeks when we'll have a brand new episode. Until then, thank you so much for listening.